Dan and lovely campers repeat the official camp song after me. I don't know, but I've been told. I don't know, but I've been told. Other podcasts got no soul. Other podcasts got no soul. What I need is Ben and Steve. What I need is Ben and Steve. They got a show called Dead and Lovely. <laughs> they got a show called Dead and Lovely. Oh, yes, I wondered indeed. how that was going to go. That I was, know, right? Wow, I, had right. Plan. I had a plan on this. I might have been thinking about it. All week. I thought you were going to start with, oh, I'm a happy camper. The happy camper song. Yeah. Welcome, dead and lovely listeners, to the brand newest installment of Dead and Lovely. Here with the host with the most why, it's me, your good buddy, Camper Ben. And me, Hollywood Steve Spratlin. Hollywood Steve Spratlin. We are reporting for our second annual yearly visit to Camp Dead and Lovely. Welcome, we, campers. We spend the month of June talking about... Camp Slashers and Camp Slashers only. This is one of my favorite times of the year because, as our listeners know, I love myself yeah. a Camp Slasher. God damn it. I love them so much. But since we're almost out of them, we can't do a whole month. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so yeah. we're doing two weeks. Couple but that two. means we can do it for more years. Exactly right. Because if we did it for uh, two years in a row with four movies, we'd be down to very few worth talking about yeah pretty much unless yeah. you just do like a bunch of friday 13th in a row and most of the i, don't I mean do. we're doing friday 13th part four next time yeah and it's a stretch to call that a camp slasher yeah 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 and, and then after that i don't know no. that any of them are no they They're don't just camp slashers. in space after yeah. that they know? don't that would have been cool though if it was a summer camp in space that'd be cool because that's what i hope happens in the future i don't know why i love the camp slashers so much i think maybe it's just because you know again like living the very sheltered childhood that yeah. I had where I never went camping with other kids right. and stuff like that. I think it's just fun for me to like imagine what that must have been like. Me too. I didn't ever uh, went to a summer camp or anything. I, yeah. I kind of thought it was just a movie thing. Right, yeah. Like, <laughs> it was just like a, a trope of movies that summer camps existed. Yeah. I honestly don't know if I know anybody that ever went to like a summer camp. Like summer yeah. camp and like boarding school. These are things that I think have only existed in movies for me. Well, I knew people who went to Boy Scout camp in the summer. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I think that's but, a little, to me that's like that's a little bit more like organized and structured. But people I've met who live in the northeast and who live out west, yeah. a lot of them did go to summer camp. Well, that's more of a thing, yeah. huh? Yeah. I guess in the south maybe we do more like recreational yeah. camping, right? Yeah. Where it's not really such a big deal. It's like sometimes you just go out with your family on the weekend for camping and or whatever. they were going out to the country from the city. We're like, already there. We're already there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's it, right? Yeah. It's just kind of less special since you're already there. Yeah. Did you ever do some good old backyard camping? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. The, whenever my mom, this was the summer before my sophomore year, my mom. Give had, me a damn age. I don't know grades. Fuck, how old was I? This is my homeschool Because I graduated when I was 17, so I would have been 15 almost. Okay, thank you. It was like 14 about to turn 15. I need that age or else I have to do maths. I don't want to do the maths. (laughs) My mom had been living in Sevier County, Uh and we were living with my grandparents. And my mom moved back down to Jefferson County because she got a job here. And uh, we moved in with her, and the first week that we lived there, I slept in the backyard. Because it was the first time she'd ever had a backyard, and it was fenced in and Kinda nice. Novel. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was fun. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Uh, we did a little backyard camping uh-huh. at our old place and stuff, where we just set up a tent, you know, within like spitting distance of the back door, basically. But right. it was still kind of neat. 
And yeah. then later on in my like later teenage years and early twenties, we started going camping with uh, my wife's family and stuff. Oh yeah, which is fun. I, mean, I, we I did a lot of drunk camping as ah. a teen. See, that's yeah. the thing. I've never gotten to do the super drunk camp. First thing you need to do, set up camp before you start drinking. Okay, pro yeah. move. Yes, pro move. <laughs> Second pro- thing you need to do, make sure nobody goes swimming without you knowing. Ah, also right. very, very important. Yeah. Otherwise, you wake up basically yeah. using the tent as a blanket and all your friends are dead. Yeah, we, we would always go to the lake. And there's actually this place near, you know where Black Oak Dock is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a, a little before that, there's an old dirt road you can turn down and there's a, a tree swing mm-hmm. there that swings out like... You're, you're already like 15 feet up on a cliff and you swing out. You're like so high and then go into the lake. It's amazing and real fun. But there's also a little island there that when the lake is down low enough, you can actually just drive onto it. Yeah. And that's what we would do. Just drive onto it and camp there. Speaking so of, uh, of rednecks and and, uh-huh. and ropes and <laughs> yeah. tire swings and stuff. <laughs> so the other night, Kate was out uh, walking the dogs and I was down the street jogging on the track. Yeah, and she sends me a text message, and she's like, "Uh, I just walked back one of the rental houses down here, and there was like a bunch of rednecks out in the yard drinking beer, and like one of them was wearing like a rebel flag shirt. Oh no! And it very much looked like they were throwing a rope over a tree branch. Oh no! That's what I said. I was like, "What in the fuck is going on?" And she's like, "I really hope that they were just trying to put up a tire swing." Yeah, which hope for that? In my head, I was just thinking. How funny that would be if, like, they were really actually just out there trying to put up a tire swing and somebody, like, calls the cops on them and uh-huh. they're like, we're just so gosh darn persecuted. Well, we're that just, is how they feel. Yeah. We're just out here trying to put up a tire swing. That is how they feel. Yeah, I can't kind of see is. why you would think we were doing anything by putting a rope up in a tree. Yeah. <laughs> While wearing this, yeah. this rebel but flag But black t-shirt. kids get shot by the cops, it's just It's probably their yeah. fault. But yeah. y'all... Seriously, just because I wear this rebel flag doesn't mean I'm racist. <laughs> Heritage, not hate. Yeah. Steve, I like to crack open a cold crack one here before we start talking about, talking about our weeks and so forth here. We've got ourselves a co-beer that is courtesy of the notorious RDM. More on him here in just a second later yeah. as we get into our next proceedings. He brought us some burrs here. This one is from Shorts Brew. Which we've had a couple of their beers here on the show. Yeah. They have been amazing. Yes, they have. They had that passion grass that they oh, did with Lagunitas. That was so awesome. So good. I'm excited to try this. And this is the uh, Psychedelic Cat Grass, a triple dry hopped American India Pale Ale. And Roger brought us six of these things to share here. Uh, of course, we're just, you know, he knocking said, them off one by one. We're not having them all tonight. I bet you can't drink just one. Bet you can't pull just one is the yeah. slogan. So he was telling us that this is a very special beer because they. I guess they like can it, ship it, make it, everything within like a week. Like, yeah, they were like an overnight kind and of thing. And it's meant to be like drank that. as soon as you get it. Yeah. So the, these beers right we're here, doing that. I think, are now eleven or twelve days old, something like that. Gosh. And he said it's super, super awesome. It's got all it kinds of great. kitty cats on the cover here that got three eyes and four eyes and whatnot. It looks to be a clear but dark amber color. Yeah. A little frothy head going it's on nice. here. It's got a very Smells hoppy good. aroma. I do enjoy how that smells very much. Go ahead, go ahead and get you a pull right there. What you think about that? Oh man, is it getting so drinkable? Yeah, yeah. What's the ABV on this? This is seven point four. It's kind of fruity. Surprisingly, I thought it would be more resiny from the smell. Yeah, me too. It's more fruity than than I expected. Real good. That is oddly light. Yeah, very light. I figured that it would be a lot more yeah musky and dank. 
and hoppy and like green tasting, yeah. if that makes sense. Because yeah, sometimes, sometimes you have like, you know, when like a buddy's like home brewing a beer and it's very young and you yeah. taste it and you're like, it tastes like grain and stuff. Yeah. This doesn't really taste like that. Roger was explaining this to me and I, I hope I can do it some justice. But this is triple dry hopped, which is that that's when they add the hops after the boil. Right. And you get different flavors from the boil than you do after the boil. So this has more of the like lighter, fruity, fun yeah. flavors, even though you do get that strong resiny taste still. Mm-hmm. It's still light. That is oddly drinkable mm-hmm. and light and refreshing. Very, yeah, very I like good, it a man. lot. Shorts Brew has not has not let us down. No. Where do you go, Shorts? And way to go, Notorious RDM, for bringing the pain. Yeah, bringing the pain in person on Sunday. Booyah. Yeah, he came and hang out with us. Uh-huh. Came down to Old Knoxville, hang out with us and my wife and old Brandon Wood and your and wife. my wife, yeah. All kinds of us just hanging Couple around. dogs. Drinking chicken. drinks, enjoying a drag brunch at Revel Kitchen. That was awesome. That was fun. Which was so great. fucking awesome. It we was, had a uh, Dolly Parton. Yeah. Drag lookalike, singing. Go, what was that it's song like Get called? Behind Me Satan. Get Behind Me Satan. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say Go to Hell Devil. And then I was like, I don't think that's what it's called. I wish. I did. I really wish you would have done To Hell with the Devil by Striper. There we go. Now that would have uh-huh. been A-OK by me. Yeah. It was a great time. It was a lot of fun. I got yeah. pretty fucking drunk that day. Yeah. You you had uh, you'd had a few before I got there. And yep. I got a pretty good buzz on. So. Yep. Well, that and on top of everything else, like, hey, Flimwatch 2019 update. Oh, yeah. I've been taking the Mucinex uh-huh. to help with my, my congestion problems I've been having over yeah. the past few weeks, which if you guys have been listening <laughs> to the show, you're hearing my voice get progressively higher over the last several weeks. Yeah, it was low, low oh, was like a couple weeks ago. And it then last resonant. week, it was, it was pretty low. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now you're more back to normal level. Now. Yeah. yeah. But I've been taking the Mucinex to try to break, break all this stuff up, and I found out that... Apparently for me, if I take that stuff on an empty stomach, I get high as a damn lab rat. <laughs> I don't know what That's the deal crazy. is, dude. Like we got we got to the restaurant. Like I'd taken it that morning yeah. and I got to the restaurant and I sat down at the bar and I was like, I had one sip of champagne off of a mimosa. Yeah. And I was like, I feel fucked up. I'm like, there's wow. no way that a sip of champagne did that. And I was like, oh, it must be the medicine. I did it again today. Same effect. Wow. Yeah. Pretty That's interesting crazy. stuff. So, yeah, I'm going to try not to cough all over y'all this episode. I also had an interesting empty stomach uh, situation occur yeah. this week. Yeah. Uh, I've been doing intermittent fasting. Oh, yeah. Where I basically, uh, within an eight-hour window, you eat all your food. You eat all your food. Okay. And then for 16 hours, you don't eat. And, you know... It, Supposedly causes ketosis, raises your um, supposed to be good for you metabolism, yeah. and, and it's supposed to be generally just good for your body. I got some friends who have been doing that, and even yeah. just after like a month or two, they're like, "Yeah, I just lost like twenty pounds." Yeah. Um. So I I had just woken up, and it was probably a few hours before my set time to start eating. Yeah. Um. But I woke up and I had a coffee, which is you know like intermittent you fasting. Yeah. You can still have coffee, There's tea, no calories, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I had a coffee and then uh, my morning routine, coffee, and then smoke some weed. Smoke dope. <laughs> yeah. I got in my car right after I did that to go to the store. And as soon as I started driving a little bit, I was like, I'm way too high. Oh, no. It sunk in. Oh, no. Oh, no. And then dude. I got to the stop sign and I was like. <sighs> yeah. Get in the panic set. What do I do? But like your brain's like, you got it. You got to do this. This is so important. It wasn't. I was just going to the store. Okay. I could have turned around and gone a little bit later, but no. 
Went to the store. You're on a mission. You're on committed. a mission. <laughs> you set into your actions. And I'm like just it. like, <sighs> and I'm driving perfectly carefully. Yeah. Not even like, I'm sure no one would have known the difference except in my car. I'm like, this is a battle of wills. White knuckling it at 25 <laughs> yes. miles per hour. Very fucking intense. I got to the store and I bought a cliff bar, but like, I'm, I'm just one of those people who's not comfortable eating the food before you pay for it so yeah, like yeah. i walked around and did all my grocery shopping oh and really then, like got out to the car and looked at my watch and it was like 30 minutes before i was supposed to start eating and i was like no i, I gotta i gotta eat so shoved that cliff bar in my face like, and then i sat there for a little bit and i started to mellow out down a like, little bit. okay Whew. so the intermittent fasting you're liking that pretty good it's getting easier to me especially since i stopped drinking diet coke the Diet Coke. Yeah, man. I yeah. love uh, Diet Coke, but I just been reading up on it. I knew it was an issue anyway, yeah. but like, like I, God I, knows I love what it. the fuck is in that stuff. <sighs> well, the, Xylitol also, and all that stuff. Coke What's knows that? what the fuck's in that yeah, stuff too. Yeah. Um, but it 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 raises uh, it spikes your blood sugar, which makes right. you feel hungry. Yeah. So even though diet you're drinking Diet Coke, you're not getting any calories. It makes your tricks your body into thinking you're hungry. So I the thought you know on what? purpose. I'll stop drinking it and maybe it'll work and it did i've uh, i've been a lot less hungry and i've also been craving a lot less sweets wow so i've heard that cool. stuff about how it does like completely deceive your body chemistry and stuff yeah. and make you want everything that it's basically eliminating yeah my philosophy is like if anything comes in a diet variant yeah that stuff that you should absolutely just be having in moderation anyway right so fuck it just have the real thing every now and then don't have a diet oreo every day yeah i have a regular oreo once a week and and don't eat fat free stuff that's that's like fat free yogurt there's no reason for that no you're not going to get filled up by it right and so you're going to eat more anyway. Yeah. And plus a lot of the fat free ones have tons of sugar in them. Yes, they do. That's what they replace it with. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Get you, get you some of that uh, hardcore, thick ass Greek yogurt. Some of that yeah. That's some what I love, man. chewy stuff. <laughs> now, personally, Steve, I'm on that seafood diet. I seafood and I eat it. You know the one. Unless it's seafood yuck, right? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. No, I love seafood. No, I do too. I was glad to have myself a good old hang and a good drinking day with uh, with the dead and lovely and company crew. Because yeah. I mean, it wasn't some official get together, but we had a whole bunch of folks. It, it ended was cool. up working that yeah. way, man. I have, I have frankly had a, a very shit week. I'm not going to get super in-depth about it because yeah. I don't think anybody wants to listen to a podcast with a, a blubbering, sobbing man. Yeah, I get it, though. But, you know, basically, the uh, the quick rundown for anybody who follows me online, they probably already know, but since, uh, since last November or so, my wife and I's little 14-year-old dog, Attila, has been experiencing some, some really, really bad health, kidney failure, and stuff yeah. like that. The amazing people at the veterinary clinic were able to buy him an additional um, six months of borrowed time. Yeah. And uh, we had to put him down last week. And it, frankly, is probably like the hardest thing that I have ever gone through. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I can't imagine because I'm, I'm with my... You you were with Attila all the time, basically. He'd be yeah. hanging out with you in here while you're teaching your lessons and practicing and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I mean, and he's lived Same. with us everywhere we've lived. Same I mean, with me everywhere. in Salem. Like, yeah. if Salem were to die, it would be like, that's... She's with me all the time so i i get what you're going i mean i don't get it entirely because i haven't sure, had yeah, that yeah. but like I, I get that that's devastating it's the worst it, it it's seriously one of those things that you know, you know first of all like i just want to thank everybody who has reached out so many of uh, my fans from my channel cool and stuff folks. and yeah fans of of our, our podcast and everything have reached yeah. out and 
checked in on me and made sure I'm okay and given their condolences and stuff. And I appreciate that more than you guys know. Really awesome to see that kind of outpouring and relatability and nobody being like, well, it's just a damn dog. Get over it. When's yeah. your next video coming out? <laughs> Like, nobody has been that way. It's been really awesome to see that kind are of response. Are people like that anymore? I guess there I are still so. people like that. Yeah, because like you see people who keep their dog chained up outside all the time and never talk to their dog or play with their dog. And Kane and like, we were talking about this the other day. Why I the fuck that, do you have a dog? Yeah, right. Like, I feel like when we were kids in the 80s, having an outdoor dog that just lived in a little dog house or one of those dog glues. Mm, that you saw every once in a while. Yeah, that was yeah. like a thing that happened all the time. Yeah. And nowadays, I feel like that's not a thing. No, like, it's a lot less likely. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I'll be honest with you, man. It's like I haven't, I haven't missed any human that I've ever known that's died more than I missed that dog. It's yeah. crazy. And it's like I know that people say it's like, oh, you know, they're like family, they're like kids. Mm. They really aren't. They really aren't because uh, you choose to have a pet. Yeah. You ch- you make that choice to say I want. You may that choose one. to have a, a a kid, but you don't choose. Well, you may adopt your kid. Yeah. Maybe it's like that. Maybe it's kind of like that. (laughs) But, you know, the thing is, is like you choose this animal and then this animal is like, cool, I love you unconditionally. Yep, all the time. You're my friend forever. Yeah, exactly. And that's all they want is just to hang out with you and be with you and stuff. Totally fucking amazing. He is absolutely the best dog of all time. And again, thank you guys so much, everybody who's reached out and, and checked on him while he was doing doing bad yeah. and, and all that jazz. And again, amazing, amazing people at the veterinary clinic here uh, that, that literally bought him half a year's worth of extra life. Yeah. You know? R.I.P. to a good little dude. R.I.P. Attila, man. I will see you at the crossroads. You were the best. But yeah, you know, getting a good old hangout time with everybody was just what I needed. Yeah, it was fun. As the cars might say. And I've just been trying to keep myself super super busy this week. Uh, in between. That's pretty pretty good approximation. It's pretty good. <laughs> Couldn't get all the way up there. That's all right. It's all right. I'll put some auto-tune on it later. All right. You know? <laughs> but I've just been trying to keep myself super busy and work as much as I can in between intermittent just, you know, breakdowns yeah. of sobbing uncontrollably whenever yeah, I, I, I see his bed. Out of the I would imagine I would want to always have something <laughs> happening yeah. instead of sitting around thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much the idea. I've been drinking a lot of booze. That makes sense. Working a lot, teaching a lot, all yeah. that jazz, just in order to keep myself from uh, from dwelling on things too much. And I've been watching myself a couple of movie flicks What did you week. see? So last night we watched, finally... Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Finally. Because that movie's great. It is fucking incredible. Yeah, it is. Absolutely amazing. Dude, it's like from the minute that it starts, I was just enchanted by the art style, the soundtrack, the the acting, the the entire storyline. It's awesome. It's phenomenal. It's easily one of the best, you know, Marvel Universe movies. It was awesome. Everybody told me it was great, and I knew Mm. that it would be, but it was honestly beyond what i was expecting yeah i wonder if they're ever going to connect that in some way to the other movies or yeah like what it would be interesting if they had andrew garfield or toby mcguire mm-hmm. like do a voice of one of the spider-men that would yeah. be cool i'd be on board to watch any marvel movie in that style yeah i i any really think like if sony because sony still does own spider-man right like they basically just I think so gave kind of leased them out or something yeah yeah I I would like to see them give up on making live action Spider-Man and just stick with that. Like include Venom, include yeah. Carnage, include anybody you want because 
Like, there's never been a problem with comic book animation. No. It's always been awesome. Like, Batman the Animated Series was so fun. Like, you can even go back to Super Friends and stuff like that. People loved that. Well, but whenever it's done with integrity and respect to the source material, again, just just like uh, uh, the Batman Animated Series was, or like the the Frank Miller Dark Knight two-part animated movie was. I would say even X-Men the Animated Series... Like, yeah, you go cool. back and watch that. It was serious. Yeah. For a kid show, serious from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, too, is like, to me, this animated format, I think, would be so perfect, especially for some of the Marvel franchises that are almost unfilmable. Yeah. To where it would be a 90% CGI movie anyway. Like, right. let's say Silver Surfer. Sure. Yeah. Like, let's if go they ever make that a cartoon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah like, I would rather have the full animated like i get it i'm watching a cartoon experience rather than have this like it's cg i'm trying to fool you into thinking this really happened and we filmed it on a camera but it didn't right. but i'm just trying to fool you well fuck it man just make it look animated give me the whole thing animated that's just as fine as long as yeah. the story and the acting and the voice work and stuff is still on par with what it would be if it was a live action movie so you're getting like real legit actors like they did with this dude like spider-verse had nick cage it had um, the main guy that played Miles Morales is the kid that's in Dope. You've watched Dope, right? No. Oh my God, it's awesome. Okay. It's Dope or is it The Dope? I don't know. I can't remember. But it's a Netflix movie about a kid that like starts dealing drugs and stuff. Oh, okay. Dude, it is phenomenal. Shamik Moore. You is would, his name. yeah, yeah, dude, you would love the shit okay. out of that movie. Let's check that out. I hope it's still streaming right now because it's it's amazing. Okay. But you know, it's like they got legit great actors and stuff. Yeah, Jake Johnson, Chris yeah. Pine. Uh, who else was in there? Oh, John uh, John Mulaney did Spider Ham, awesomely. Nick oh, that Cage. was John Mulaney. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then they had the uh, the Asian chick from Orange is the New Black uh-huh. doing uh, Penny Parker, uh-huh. which was completely awesome. I love, too, how they made her like animation style more like anime yeah. and stuff. I like that they stuck with putting together these worlds. So, yeah. you know, Spider-Ham can still pull a hammer out of Big his pocket. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also say it's one of the only movies I've ever seen and thought this could be really good in 3D. Same, right? Yeah. I said the exact same thing. I was like, this is one of those few times that I think the 3D could have actually yeah. been pretty dope to Would've see. Would have been cool. I loved it, man. I thought it was super fucking cool. What you been watching this week, Steve? Um, A little thing called WrestleMania 17. WrestleMania 17? What is that from? 2001 or something? It is. You know 2001. How I can, I'll tell you how I can do that math. How's that? Because WrestleMania started the year I was born, 1994. Damn, so you just have to know how old you were Exactly that right. Year. Yep. Wow. Yeah, so it makes it easy. I mean, what happened in 2001? Well, you may remember that the World Trade Center was attacked. Might oh, I that. do remember that. That yeah. was unrelated to WrestleMania 17. Oh, okay. Though, I was going to say, I don't remember that being Much connected. earlier in the year. Okay. All yeah. right, all right. I wanted to watch a good pay-per-view yeah and so i was just looking at lists of people's favorite pay-per-views and wrestlemania 17 kept popping up and i was like i don't remember that one because i think like around 2000 was when i was like just done with wwf yeah, for a while because yeah. it, it got r- silly right it was when they acquired wcw and had way too many people and were wasting so many talented people. i remember that yeah it was the worst but i i started watching it and they were like i mean Chris Jericho was the opening match. Him and uh, William Regal. It was a great match. Hey, I speak- mean, Jericho can always put on a good match. Speaking of Chris Jericho, uh huh. 
while he's not, you know, singing in the band Fozzie. Yeah. And wrestling and stuff like that. And podcasting. And podcasting. And you want to know what one of his favorite movies is? What's that? Sleepaway Camp 2. What the fuck? I didn't Legit know that. one of his favorite movies. Uh-huh. I, I just listened to the interview with him with Joe Bob, and he didn't mention it. Really? Some bitch. They did uh, an episode on his podcast. About it. In like January of this year. About huh. it. Yeah, it's like a watch through. It's pretty fun. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. So Jericho no, was the opening match. Yeah, that was Badass. a great match. Great and then performer. there was like a good Eddie Guerrero match. Okay, nice. Uh, but yeah, it ends with Triple H and... The Undertaker, which is Ooh, a great fucking match, and then Stone Cold and The Rock. Oh my god! Yeah, so I get why people loved it. The like every single match. Night. Oh, and it has the the second table, ladders and chairs, Ooh, which is the one yeah. where they put, set up like four tables and uh, they do that bump off of the fifteen foot ladder yes. inside the ring. Who was in that match? Uh, the Dudley Boys, Edge yes. and Christian, and the Hardy Boys. Uh-huh. I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. That whole thing is legendary. Yeah, it's it is so awesome. So man. yeah, watching it, I was like, I didn't even, I didn't even look up the card. I was just, I'm, I'm going to watch it. So I just started good watching call. it, and I was like, oh, this is a good first match, and oh, this is a good second match. Oh. Wait. What table ladders? And, what? <laughs> what did you watch? Like, Undertaker and Triple H. Was it on like YouTube or something? Yeah, I think uh, I think you can find basically any of them on yeah. YouTube if you yeah. know how to search for them. <laughs> nice, yeah. dude. I need to sit down and watch some of those. That's just good fun right there. Anyway, I think we should just start a wrestling podcast. Probably it, should, man. Yeah. You know, just go through the WrestleManias like one by one. Maybe that's a Patreon thing. I would totally do that. You know? Absolutely, yeah. If people are into it, I would do it. I'd let us know on the on the Facebook and Discord pages and stuff. <laughs> if you guys want to have a Patreon only WrestleMania wrap up series, maybe that's what we do. do. I, would I would do that. Totally at fucking the drop do of that. that. Are you kidding? I also discovered a new YouTuber called Gaming Historian. Gaming Historian. He's I'm already on for board. like six years. Um, he makes these like real in depth histories of things like hmm. the Power Glove or. The Mike Tyson's Punch Out series, or oh, wow. like all those things, or why Super Mario Brothers Two was what it was. Yeah, yeah, turnips, yeah. pyramids, yeah. And, and they're like these like 30, 40 minute videos that are real informative and well done. That sounds awesome. I watched the Power Glove one because, as you know, my yeah. most disappointing Christmas Big gift letdown. of all time, Power Glove. Did you know? Recent hologram news for anybody who's watched it or beep, listened beep, to beep, every beep, episode beep. of Dead and Lovely. You'll remember us talking about holograms uh-huh. when we talked about the toys we loved or the yes. toys that made us. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The people who made the holograms that became popular in the 80s, the you know, cheap stick on holograms. And all of our action figures and AG stuff, AG Entertainment also developed the Power Glove. No shit. No fucking way, dude. What? That's too much power for one <laughs> too company much to power have. For one too company. much power. Bernie Sanders needs to break up that the fucking corporation, man. Yeah, they've got too much going. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. But the big thing that I would recommend that I got to this week was titled "The Creator's New Album," Igor, which is fucking amazing. Okay, so I don't know nothing about. No Tyler the Creator. No Tyler the Creator. I know that when he started, his stuff was real controversial. Yes. And I've heard people say that this new record is really different. Way different. It's, uh, I don't know how to put it. It's nothing like him, but it's it's his, it's everything like his creativity. Yeah. I don't know that he's trying to be controversial at all mm-hmm. in this. I think he was just like, I want, this is the music I want to trying make to make right good now. music, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And he did. Is there a lot of like live instrumentation on it? I would say so, but I, I don't know that. I, I, yeah. I wouldn't know the difference, honestly. 
<laughs> so I'm so out of touch with knowing what is cool, especially yeah. in the world of like of, of hip hop and stuff. Right. I've never known what was cool. That's always just been like a world that is out of touch right. for me. I like I've liked what I've liked and never really known or cared if it was popular or not. Yeah. Um. So Kate just showed me some stuff by a little Dicky this week. Okay. Are you aware of a little Dicky? I am. Like we watched the video for uh, Pillow Talk. Okay. Which is nuts. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's kind of amazing. Yes. In that it's not it's not really a song. Uh-huh. Like there's music in the background, but yeah. it's kind of just dialogue. Yeah. Like there's not a chorus, there's not a hook, nothing's ever repeated. Right. It is just basically a conversation that he had with a chick that he was fooling around with. Yeah. A lot of people say that modern hip hop is just SoundCloud rappers and, and Zancore rappers. And it's it's not. There are mm. a lot of great artists out there. Like seriously, uh Tyler and um basically anybody in Odd Future has has been doing great stuff in the past ten years. Um I mean obviously Kendrick Lamar, uh Vince Staples Oh god, I could name a, a ton of people that like are making great and interesting and entertaining but also different music. Yeah. But then everybody just thinks it's all Lil Xan and Takashi 69 and and that shit. But that's that's not it. There are people out there making amazing stuff. You just have to know who to look for. Is it cool to like Lil Dicky? Is this bad? Or should I be like, I say good? don't give a shit what anybody thinks about what you how like. How about that? Yeah. yeah. How about that? Yeah. Because, yeah, there's there's no reason. Like, uh, I like Cardi B a lot. People don't tend to like her. Some people say it's because she said she used to drug dudes and steal their wallets. And people are like, that's, oh, I saw that. that's yeah. like Bill Cosby. No, it's not. <laughs> that is way different. If Bill Cosby drugged women and stole their purses, people would be confused. Yeah. But not outraged. Not the same as people that be raping. Yeah. Not the same thing, really. Uh-huh. And also, if you don't know that rappers usually used to be up to bad shit, maybe just check in on any of them. Snoop Dogg, maybe, for the murder conviction he almost had and if that's problematic i recommend staying out away from the world of outlaw country oh yeah <laughs> those folks are way up to no yeah. good actually have killed people yeah. yeah yeah like they're more hardcore than most black metal bands that's true because black metal is all, all about metal being bands. like posing as though you're a badass pretty much yeah or actually killing people yeah some people but it's like not that. that common yeah it's not all that common. right Unless you're in Norway. Yeah, this is pretty common. And you're Varg and stupid and tiresome. Yeah. And a white supremacist He's for some reason. He's a fucking idiot. Yeah, he is an idiot. Varg is a fucking yeah. I moron. Hate, like, anytime I read anything he said or see an interview himself, with him, dude. he's so stupid. Dude, he is just another guy, just another fucking white guy making videos himself, talking about political issues in his car. Yeah. I wish that there could be some kind of internet-wide ban of white dudes <laughs> in their cars talking about Especially when they're wearing those, like, Oakley sunglasses Christ, that they dude. all wear. Or if, an American flag hat. If you've ever watched a video of a white guy in his car on his lunch break talking about a social issue and it has changed your life, <laughs> you might be a redneck. <laughs> you just might be a redneck. If you... <laughs> You got me all coughing and stuff yeah. over here. My God. But seriously, fuck Varg. Yeah, fuck Varg. He's a fucking uh-huh. moron. Dude. But hey, everybody, Jeff Foxworthy. I don't know why people t- suddenly turn on Jeff Foxworthy at some point, but like 
he made us all laugh for a good period of time. He did for a minute. And he then, did. And then he t- didn't continue doing those jokes. We we foisted that point. on him. It's a good point. We turned him into Larry the Cable Guy. I don't think he ever, like, raped anybody or, like... Yeah, you know, uh, uh, abused his power and jerked off in front of everybody. Or I don't think like he that. did. I he think he just made cut. some Shoney's commercials and had that TV show. Okay, now that <laughs> that I do have a problem with. <laughs> right, nobody is gross. Nobody should be supporting Shoney's. <laughs> nobody should do anything to anyway, exalt that. So this that week company. we got an advertiser. It's oh shit, Shoney's. I uh, whoops. <laughs> backtrack, backtrack. Shoney's. They have good orange slices. Uh, mm. Wow. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Jeff Foxworthy never did anything to anybody. But Larry the Cable Guy Leave sucks. Jeff alone! Leave him alone! Now, Steve, I heard a rumor that there was people what's been giving us money on that Galdern new Patreon account that we got. That's true. And give, we want to shout it at him. giving us real-life dollar papers. Real-life dollar papers. Now, I mean, currently... They're real-life dollar paper sitting in a bank. We're not seeing mm, them, but mm. I believe them to exist. I'm pretty sure that how you do it is you insert your money into your disk drive. Right. And it forwards it to us. You close it. Yeah. Then, that's where the money goes. Boom. It goes through the wires. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow or another, though, people have been doing it. They've found out a way the to give us their money. is a series of tubes. Yeah, it's a series so, of tubes, as yeah. we know. That's where mm-hmm. the money goes through. I would like to shout them out and give them... Words of praise and thanks. Let's give him some shoutings out. Shout out to John Latour. Thank you for donating to the show. You're a good boy. Shout out to Joe Marquez. Thank you, Joe. You're a good boy. Hey, Joe. Thank you for all that money of yours. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Shout out to Dave Barnett. Thank you for your money. You're a good boy. Cute rats. Shout out to Letitia McDade. We love you. You're a good girl. And shout out to Alan Evans, our homeboy. You're a bad boy. He's a bad boy. Ooh, yeah, yeah the way, ladies love him. Way bad. And of course, we cannot forget Tim Stone. Tim Stone. We love that man. Tim Stone He's a 316. Good He's a good boy right there. Tim Stone 316 says, I just donated money to your ass. <laughs> <laughs> now, Steve, the subject of our podcast today is Sleepaway Camp. Part two from 1988, which is, of course, widely regarded as the highest point of the mullet in all of society. It's true. It really was the time where you would go to get your hair cut and they'd be like, you want a mullet? Yeah, or something or else. Or a rat tail or stair steps. Yeah, which or do you want? lightning bolts. What yeah. do you want? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and as soon as you turn this movie on, you got that nice like campfire, uh, you know, scary movie scene and stuff where everybody's telling spooky stories around the campfire. You just can't help but notice how many glorious Kentucky waterfalls there are They're all over that place. There are just so many damn mullets, Steve, and it really got me just kind of fired up. Oh, yeah? To spend some time here as we enter into the Preview Palace. Welcome to the Preview Palace. And I just really wanted to talk about other noteworthy mullets Mm -hmm. in horror history, Steve, because there have been quite a few. There have, and this is actually hard because when I would think, because you think of late 80s horror movies to be like, where were the mullets? It's like, well, it was every one of them. Like, every one of them had a mullet. Yeah, everywhere I look, mullets. (laughs) We had to pick just the exceptional mullets. It's true, it's true. (laughs) And whenever we started compiling this list, the first one that came to mind for me was, of Mm. course, the aforementioned 
Rowdy Roddy Piper's yeah. mullet in John Carpenter's Immortal They Live. That was like the tradesman mullet. Where it yeah. was like it's he, a blue collar mullet. Yeah, he 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 roofs probably. Yeah, exactly. Hang sheetrock, yeah. maybe. Well, it looks like a guy who like probably wanted really to have long hair. Yeah. But due to his work, right. he couldn't quite have it. It's like that thing's gonna get sucked up in a fan belt right. or caught in a grinder. Or just constantly in your face as you're trying to nail, you know? Exactly right. Yeah, you're on a roof and your hair's getting in your face. I've been there mm-hmm. and I'm here to tell you. No me gusta. No, <laughs> no me gusta. Te gusta. No me gusta. Mm-mm. I'm saying, man, that would be the worst. So I understand the mullet in that case. Yeah. When you, you, you know what? You're also saving your neck from getting sunburned. So There's that too, it's, yeah. It's got some like wow. reason behind it, maybe. And how ironic and tragic is it that the thing that is preventing you from becoming a literal redneck <laughs> makes you into the redneck. <laughs> I mean, that is poetic tragedy right there. That's what I think happened is people were calling all these guys rednecks and yeah. they were like, oh, it's because we got sunburns on our necks. Let's just grow our hair, grow down. The hair out. Just right here. What do you mean I'm a redneck? My neck ain't red at all. Look, my hair covers look under it. Here. Yeah, my hair covers it right up. <laughs> what the fuck do you mean, Yankee? Yankee? Dang old Yankee. Carpet bagger? Yeah. Go on, get. Go on, get. That's what we say here in the South to everybody. It's an amazing mullet. I love a Rowdy Roddy Piper. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. Rowdy Roddy Piper. That's a guy who had some mic command, and I fucking love They Live. Yeah, he's great. It's so amazing. A great movie enhanced by a great mullet. You know what else was enhanced by great mullets? Tell me. Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Oh, my God. full of great mullets. So many. Specifically... Kiefer Sutherland's is exceptional. Yeah, his yeah. is exceptional because he's got the thing too where it's kind of spiky and flat up top, yeah. but then in the back it is just draping. It's amazing. But it also we got the Alex guy from Bill and Ted. His curly mullet. Dude, his is my favorite. That one's insane. It's almost like a Shawn Michaels mullet. Yes. This episode is very wrestling. <laughs> it is What's wrestling. going well, you on here? talking about the late 80s. Yeah, you're you can't gonna be not talking, talk about wrestling. Wrestling was huge. Yeah, that was kind of at the golden age of yeah. wrestling right there. Yeah, uh, uh, his mullet in that was amazing. He had those little ringlets. Uh-huh. It was probably disgusting to the touch. Oh, yeah. Ugh, I can't imagine Just running so my hands much, through that. so much like Aquanet in it. Just disgusting and vile. And of course... <laughs> We can't neglect the sexy, oiled-up sax man's mullet. Was that a mullet? I mean, it was a ponytail for sure. I recall it being real short in the front. Maybe my memory well, just I, th- I think me. it was just greased back was into it? a ponytail. Oh, okay. All but right. if he had a mullet, oh then he wins. He'd be at 20 out of 10. That dude is sex incarnate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is a mullet-heavy movie, <laughs> and it's better for it. We did an episode on that. Um, Way back in the day. Yeah, on, on I think the first Novampire yeah, month been, that we uh, did. November of 2017. Yeah, you guys be sure to go and Check that one out. Rate and review on iTunes, maybe. Get to it. Maybe you do that. Now, Steve, I'll tell you what. One of my favorite horror mullets, because listen, the mullet mm-hmm. is ethnically diverse. It's true. It's not just for the white man. Yeah. It's for everybody. everybody. The mullet is for everyone. Everybody was digging on mullets back in the day. Including one, Miguel Nunez. Yeah, yeah. From Juana Man himself. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. That's right. And he's also in uh, uh, Return of the Living Return Dead. Return of the Living Dead. He's in a ton of stuff. He's in a ton yeah. of stuff, yeah. Is he Spider in that, I think is his name? Spider in, yeah, in uh, Return of the Living Dead. But in Friday the 13th, part five, uh-huh. he is in there rocking himself. Just yeah. a primo, I mean, kind of Jerry Curly. He's supposed it looks to be, crunchy mullet. Yeah, he's supposed to be like a punk rocker. 
I think. I think? Yeah. I don't really know. I'm not exactly sure. But he's got that just interesting mullet. But he also wears the bandana with it. Uh-huh. Which, which I is, love that combo. I mean, that's, cried, that's the best look you can get. Yeah, yeah. That's a <laughs> wonderful, wonderful setup right there. I love that scene in that flick where they've got that, that bathroom scene. Yeah. Like him and his chick together and like one of them's in the bathroom and the other one's outside singing a song to uh-huh. him and stuff. Yeah. It's really silly. Yeah. It part, is really part five silly. overall. Part five. Just a very fucking silly movie. It's silly. I do not like it, but it's got some good kills. I like it because it's so dumb. It's just Real so dumb. dumb. It makes no sense. No. Yeah. And there's also like the no first gore kill and no nudity in is, it. is in no way involves Jason. I mean, no kill in the movie involves Jason, but the first kill Spoilers. is just somebody yeah. else killing somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. I love it. It's a, it's a good movie. I'm going to enjoy that. But one. hey, let's stick in the Friday the 13th thirteenth of verse because there are a ton of mullets in Friday the 13th Obviously. movies. Covered but up the him. one you got to see is Kane Hodder's mullet in Jason Goes to Hell. Because Kane Hodder, of course, plays Jason. Yeah. But he, he does a cameo as another guy, and he's got, I guess, what was his hair at the time. Oh, no shit. And it's just this long, like, curly-ish, like, sort of fluffed mullet. Oh, my God. And nothing on top. Just so, Ooh. like, down... Like, just tiny bits of fuzz on top, yeah. and then huge bush mullet coming out the back. He is displaying his supremacy out back. Yeah, and it worked. Damn. I immediately was like, yes, sir, whatever you need. I can't wait to see it. It sounds very, like, Kenny Powers-esque. Yeah, it, yeah, it's got some Kenny Powers to it, but see, more I've, fluff. I've never seen Jason Goes to Hell. Oh, it's not good. That's what I have heard. <laughs> I'm still looking forward to watching it. Sure, yeah. Because at this point, like, the fact that well, I've that, been... It's on uh, Netflix or Yeah, I think Hulu. so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fact that I've been watching horror movies this hardcore for this long, and I know that I'm, like, about to watch the last, you know, Jason yeah. movies that I haven't seen. Yeah. It's still kind of special to me. Oh, okay. That's like a well, neat... good. That's a neat Band-Aid to rip off. Yeah, it is. You know? That is cool to get to... Find out why people don't like it. There you go. Or maybe just love it and be like, you people are all wrong. And then I also know that I've got myself a majestic, majestic mullet. Uh-huh, you sure do. Huge fan of that. What do you know about Julia from Hellraiser 1 and 2? I mean, not only is she the best part of the first Hellraiser. The actual villain. Yeah. But she's got a hell mullet, I would call it. Because it looks like a helmet on top, yes. but then, boof, in the back. Hey, that guess what's back out. here? <laughs> it's pretty serious, man. Somebody on another podcast pointed out that she looks very much like Mr. Heat Miser. From, <laughs> is that the year without a Santa Claus, I yeah, believe? the Heat Miser. And now that's that's all that I see. Yeah, that's what she looks like. Total Heat Miser. Mm-hmm. Like, that might have been our friends at Sailor Satan, I think, pointed that out. Good call, guys. And I, uh, I adore that comparison. Yeah. She is truly a Maleficent evil presence in yeah. the movie. People always think, of course, about Pinhead and the Cenobites and they think about the Hellraiser. But they're not Flicks. the villains. They're actually not the villains. Yeah, it's Frank and, and, and Julia. Yeah, just a terrible, terrible fucking scumbag people. Mm-hmm. Now, somebody might disagree that this is a mullet Ben, but i'm gonna say i feel it is in every sense business in the front party on the fringe oh pennywise in the original it pennywise the dancing <laughs> clown he does indeed have that, that is a skullet that majestic creature called a skullet mm-hmm. yes indeed man yes indeed he definitely has himself a legit skullet going on in that movie and again he's more evil for it yeah oh yeah you know that that guy because like 
when he's down to business, it's bald. And when he's down to pleasure, it's a it's wild. a orange wild fro. Yeah. And so, that business is serious. If it's serious down business. to the to the dome, right? You know. <laughs> You know, you it's know. I did kind of miss that in the new in the new. Yeah, movie. but his haircut did. It was. I think it was a good update. I think yeah. the look of the Pennywise was more what a clown would look like. Yeah, if probably he had been around that time because uh, the Pennywise in the '90s looked like Bozo the Clown, yeah. who was a clown from the '80s. Right, but Pennywise was supposed to be around in the 1800s. 20s, so yeah, yeah, 1800s. Yeah, yeah. Um, quick question. Did you watch the newest trailer for it? Yes, I have seen it. Part two, I uh-huh. guess it is. Yeah. What are you thinking about that? It looks great. I I'm mean, on deck. Yeah. I'm on deck. Man. I, I hope... It seems like since they did so great with the first one, it would be impossible for them to screw up the second one. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing that they're battling with is the, the charisma of these kids in the first one versus yeah. adults in the second one. And but it seems well adults. cast. Yeah, yeah, Bill Hader and all them. Yeah, it's Jessica like, that's Chastain. a Jessica Chastain. Seems like pretty good casting to me. Mm. And that scene, which I don't know, like I feel like complaining a little bit because once again, it's kind of like the, the newest trailer that we just saw reveals probably a great scene in the movie. Yeah, but if you've seen the original mini series, yeah, then you already know it's nothing new. it was coming. Or if you've read the book, you already know it's coming. That's a good point. Yeah. But yeah, her having tea with that old lady. Yeah. That scene where it just like freezes on her face for like a few seconds, and then she just kind of becomes animated again. Very weird. But then yeah. that scene where like she, the old lady gets up to walk off, and Jessica Chastain is like looking at those pictures on the wall, uh-huh. and you see the old lady naked kind of peek around like the archway. Holy shit. I was like, Super and crazy. I'm done watching this. Oh my God. Yeah. I hope that it's good, dude. I, I, you know, again, like we talked about before, it seems like the cool thing is to watch this and be like, oh, they're fucking it up. It's not going to be good. But like, I want movies to be good. I don't know who all I'm these people are it. that are just angry about everything all the time. But I, I wish my life was that easy. I do. Yeah. Th- that was all you have to worry about. Yeah. People just relax. Like, Look at what's happening in the world, and when you watch TV, go, oh, good. This is not that. <laughs> yeah, this isn't that. That's yeah. a good idea. That being said, I do think the new Terminator trailer looks stupid. It does look bad. Yeah. Like, dude, I'm sorry. If it's fucking 2019 and you're putting out a movie, the CGI should look better than Terminator 2, which <laughs> yeah, came out in like 1991. Is that right? Yeah. Like, you've got to be fucking kidding me, dude. Especially it when it's great. like James Cameron produced the damn mm. thing. He made... Terminator 2, undoubtedly one of the greatest yeah, action movies one of, the best. of all time. It's unbelievable. And that I mean how great that movie is. But that that's I mean that's just the thing. It's when you get rich enough that you're so disconnected from the world. George Lucas. Yeah, George Lucas or James Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> that you're not making stuff that relates to the world anymore. You're making stuff that relates to your own weird association with the world. Now, hold on, hold on. I'm tired of talking about Ridley Scott. Let's oh, get right. back to James <laughs> Cameron Let's here. get back to James Terminator. Cameron. Not the Alien not franchise. Not the Alien franchise. <laughs> we're talking about the Terminator Jan- right James now. Cameron did direct Alien, so... Yeah. We're still trying to And again, fucking Nam- which makes him, me more disappointed in I know. He directed Aliens. He did Terminator, Aliens, Terminator 2, like these three great movies. Yeah. Uh, I don't care about Avatar. It was the bit I saw was terrible and stupid, and I'm not gonna watch the next five for no. sure. Uh, I don't know why they're making five more already. No, talk about hubris. Dude, like, I don't it's understand. It's like when a porn's titled like uh, "Anal Coeds One," <laughs> and you're like, "How do you know there's gonna be a two? Come on, 
You know, though. You know, you know though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course people are going to want to watch that. <laughs> yeah, obviously. There, there will be the sequels. The hubris of porn. Uh, <laughs> I mean, speaking of hubris, though, this movie we're talking about today. Woo! This movie, Sleepaway Camp 2, they were filmed it in a few weeks, took a weekend off, came back and filmed Sleepaway Camp 3. My Talk God. about hubris. Like they didn't back even know. Back. They didn't even know if anybody was going to watch the second one. That's that's interesting. That's yeah. interesting because the original Sleepaway Camp came out in what 84? 83. 83? Yeah, so this was 5 years later. Basically, okay, so what happened was Robert Hiltzik who wrote the first one. Directed, yeah. He he wrote a sequel because the first one was moderately successful on a low budget. Yeah. Which if you can make a movie for barely anything and make 4 million dollars or whatever like Great. And if you've ever listened to our show before, then you'll know Sleepaway Camp, the original, is oh, yeah, one, it's of one of our faves. Our fucking yeah. favorites. One of my all time favorite horror flicks. I love yeah. it. Listen to our episode on that. It's a really fun episode. Actually, you know, I, 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 I actually re listened to our episode on it. Oh, yeah? Not too long ago. How was it? It's great. That is a good episode. I there's, remember enjoying it. There's all kinds of stuff about the psychology of all the like yeah. sexual undertones and gender roles and stuff in that movie. None of that, that in this movie. Way far ahead. Well, see, way that's far the thing the is Robert Hiltzik wrote a sequel. God damn. And nobody wanted to make it because it was too dark. I want to find that script. Uh, yeah, exactly. I would love to see what he had in mind for the sequel. Because the first one is pretty dark. It's pretty dark and, and made money. And they thought... Despite the fact that this money movie made money with the darkness it had, the darkness in this script is too far. Nobody a, will go see it. Do you have any idea what it no, was about? No idea. God, man. I, I want to find out. I would love... Well, here's the thing, though. That like, I mean, he made his own sequel, Return to Sleepaway Camp, in like 2003, and then it came out in like 2007. Is that the one that was never really finished, but it's a bunch of like cobbled oh, no, together that's, footage? That's part four. My God. What did they do to this poor series, yeah. man? Um, but yeah, his return to Sleepaway Camp wasn't good. But so I heard, yeah. the, in 2013, he announced that New Line Cinema had bought the rights to make a remake. Oh, wow. And Felissa Rose is in it. Ooh, wait, a As, remake or like a sequel? It might be an extension. It might be one. It might be like the Evil Dead remake that's not really a remake, but yeah, yeah. like in the world. Hmm. Uh, I'm not positive Felissa Rose is in it, but this is what happened. She... When they had the Joe Bob uh, last drive-in, like his the first one they did for Shutter, it was a twenty-four hour marathon. Wow! He had it, they did Sleepaway Camp, and he had Felissa Rose come in, and he was talking oh, to I her. I gotta watch that. Yeah, and he asked her about the um, remake, and she shushed him. So that means mm. she's under contract. She can't talk about it. Okay. She got that, that NDA going on. Yeah. So NDA she, jam. So there is something happening and Felicia Rose is involved. Mm. So that could be great. And maybe it Color will be interested. that sequel he wanted to make. Well, judging by the uh, the commentary on the original Sepoy Camp with the director and, and yeah. her, she seems cool as shit. And yeah, still she is awesome. Loves having been a part of yeah. the original and stuff. So I'd be very interested to see anything. Joe she's Bob calls her every um, every last drive-in episode where there's a dick. <laughs> he calls her to get her assessment yeah? of the dick. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> that is amazing. But yeah, dude. she's great. So I do hope I because like he he basically like he started law school and sold the rights to make the sequels because he was like well this isn't going anywhere and I'd rather have the money and so this group came in and bought the sequels and their their drive was not making money at the theater yeah. but making money on video rentals right 
And they did. They, hmm. they made money. Just Well, that's kind of when like the notion of video rentals was still kind of a cutting-edge thing. Right. Yeah. yeah, 88, 89. So they were getting in on like you know the ground floor, and it was smart. Because I remember seeing those boxes at the video store. Absolutely. And... Like, you know, you got this girl who's not Pamela Springsteen, and she's she's got the backpack with the Freddy glove and the Jason mask mm-hmm. and a chainsaw or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, I, I know what that's going for. And then you watch the first 10 minutes, and there's a kill and boobs. Yeah, done. Long boob shot, too. Not just, like, a flash of boobs. So it Lots was like they knew. And, and I would say even those little kids who are taking pictures of the boobs, that's like the representation of the audience they were going for. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They knew that young boys walked through the horror movie aisles looking for the ones they thought would have boobs. Mm-hmm. And this one just comes at it strong. And so does three. They just, here you are. Here are breasts. It's what you're here to see. Yep. <laughs> and, and kills. This one, though, the kills in three are inventive and amazing. This one is a little light. I haven't seen three yet, but yeah, it's that a is, bad movie. But that's one of my prime like kind of criticisms of, of two here is that there's there's a few good kills. There are there's a couple of right, them, but most of them are not very good. No, and especially like when you're coming off of the the first one, which you know the first one was very low budget, but still had some amazing kills in it, dude. Yeah. Like whenever the dude dies under the canoe and they pull his body out and he's got the snake coming out of his mouth and his nose yeah. and stuff. Of course, the bee sting death. Dude, the deaths in three are so good. Are they really? You really have to see them. They There's gotta... a firecracker in the nose death. Ooh. It's awesome. Wow. Dude, I, they're so good. But I, what it was was just like, first off, they, they had to fight for the R rating for two and then fight for the R rating for three. So you'll see like... Do you mean three? that they, they wanted it to be NC-17? Or no, they, they wanted, wanted it, to be, it to be R, and it was going to be NC-17. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, in 3, you'll notice some unevenness in the cussing. Like, somebody will be like, hey, fuck you. And somebody will be like, screw you, pal. Oh, it's and that it's kind like, of thing. Yeah, like, so they had too many fucks, so they had to right. go with a screw. Trim like, down a few. You'll actually see that a couple times in part 2, too. But it, mostly they had to cut showing the deaths. So you yeah. just see the repercussions of the death and then later you see all the corpses right so a lot of that got cut but the effects that we do see look good they're not the most amazing but they're okay you what didn't you like okay so there's just a lot of generic stabbing deaths in this well that's true stabbed like but when they're in the death cabin and you see all the different the you court know, museum, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see that. That all looks good. It does. Yeah. So like, yeah, the generic stabbing deaths, but again, they had to they had to tone down some of the violence, but they still were able to show cool stuff. There's some cool stuff. Like I really like the the barbecue death of the uh-huh. Shote sisters. Where like you know, there's these two I guess they're twin sisters, maybe. No, they're, they're just sisters. They're just sisters, yeah. And they're always partying and getting stoned and uh-huh. dr- drinking Mad Dog 2020. Mad Dog 2020. Okay. I, was ho- I was stoked to see the appearance of Mogan David 2020 in this movie, <laughs> as it's actually known. That is what it's called. That's yeah. insane. Not Mad it's Dog. Mad Dog. <laughs> and I was stoked to see that. But then, yeah, she like, I guess they're like, they're they're, they're all fucked up and stuff. But yeah. And then Angela like wakes one of them up and she's on a barbecue and the and, other one's already burnt. Yeah, just yeah. this charred, like, blackened skeleton. The reason they had to do that was that actress was only 16 or something. Yeah. And according to Georgia law, they filmed this in Georgia, 
uh, according to the Georgia law or something, she couldn't be present when they were uh, doing certain things. Like kill scenes? Like kill scenes. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. It's crazy. But I like the fact that they just showed us the aftermath. Yeah, that actually worked better, right? Because yeah. it's like, you see her laying down and you're like, why is she laying there with just joints on her? Right, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. She fell asleep like, oh, my joints. Oh, my joints everywhere. But no, it's because she's getting burnt. So yeah, it, it was a good a good way to do it. But there is a certain narrative inconsistency that if you think oh, about it, does kind of fall kidding? apart. Where it's oh, like, there's some narrative inconsistencies. Yeah, I they're mean, a lot. We know that 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 when she wakes up and she's on that barbecue yeah. grill, we know that it's her sister that has been charred. Right. But there's no way that she could look at that skeleton and be like, that's, that's my, my sister. sister. Yeah, like she probably should have sat up and be like, ah, who's Who that? Who the fuck is that? It's your sister. <laughs> oh, shit. That's the worst part. Yeah, exactly. It's like, eh, I don't know if you'd really Dude, know Dude, if you pay attention. I know my sister's skeleton when I see it. If you pay attention, this movie goes from day to night constantly. Oh, my Just God. Just a constant shifting of day to night it makes and people are it's disappearing like the, burning. the burning's the same way too yes uh people are disappearing and they're really like because like in the first one like when a death occurs the yeah. police come yeah and it's exactly a big fucking deal and this angel's like i sent him I home sent and him everybody's home. like well that's strange whatever yeah moving on <laughs> yeah the barbecue death is good the i think kind of the obvious one that everybody knows and remembers from this movie is the chick that gets kind of drowned in the outhouse. Well, yeah, because that's like, first off, disgusting, yes. but also like really interesting that they chose to do that. Like, yeah, because like, yeah, it's disgusting, but it's also like, it's disgusting. Yeah. Like, also that. You want, also you that, want man. something real gross in these horror movies and that hits it. And also, if you've ever used an outhouse before, Ugh. I mean, it's it's, it's raw, just stagnant dude. shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're you're just pooping on top of other people's poop. Ugh. But that scene is so like long and gruesome. It is. It's like, the only one that really is. Y- yeah. Because there's no blood, they were able to That's get away true. with it. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Even though that. it's the most disgusting of the deaths, the censor no board looks at it and they're like, eh, whatever. There's yeah, no yeah, blood. Yeah. yeah. So it's not really technically that yeah. bad interesting i hadn't thought about it from that perspective but yeah like it keeps showing her like popping up and gasping mm-hmm. for air and then angel like forces her back down there yeah it's a it's a good death it's so fucking nasty there's a decapitation towards the very end of the movie yes there is which uh looks looks pretty bad it looks like a, a foam head that is just knocked off by <laughs> a stick like yeah there's clearly no connective tissue right but the, the, head the head that they do put in the tv looks good yeah it's i assume not that's the same just the one guy like with oh, his head inside the teeth, I assume. Well, I mean, there was still makeup on him. Yeah, it looks good. It did look good. You're right. I, now they think about it, it probably was just a guy. And at the end too, when it shows the girl like with the leeches on her face and stuff, dead, uh-huh. that looks awesome. That looks awesome. It yeah. really does. Yeah, I think if they could have gone for just stuck with what they had and not had to worry about the rating, yeah, the movie would both be more entertaining because it is already entertaining, and I think it's it's. It does a good job at trying to be funny, but it it would have been a much better movie if we could have just seen the deaths the way they shot them. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not all bad. I mean, that 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 one that we get right at the very first of the movie where she Angela the, yeah, like like bludgeons that yeah. one with the log and then cuts her tongue off. Uh-huh. That's cool. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Although, I, I love how how Fake hilariously bad it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's that, and then the fact that like Angela hits her like 
on the left side of the head with the log. Oh, and, and then like, she's bleeding out the other side. Well, it's like the blood comes out the left side, but she grabs the right side of her head. <laughs> like it's so bad on so many fronts, you know? Yeah. And, and there's a lot of other things in this where it's just like, they clearly just showed like a prop knife moving across somebody's arm. And then somebody off camera just like splashed a Mason jar of blood onto their right. arm. Or it's like, okay, like I, I can tell how you did this. You yeah. Know? So the acting in this is great. Right? Um, Are you, no, no. What do you mean? I don't think so. It wasn't. It wasn't great. I don't really think what do you, very good. Uh, huh? That's strange. The Bruce Springsteen's sister didn't nail it. No. I think she's very charming and does the Freddy role well. Just if she could act, it would have come across she's so much good. better. She's yeah. not good at all. Yeah, I think they wrote like like a real good idea of what if there was one of these slashers that was a woman. Well, and, and that's the thing. Like, I will give it. I'll give it prompts for doing that. Yeah. Because ultimately, there's never really been a great female... Slasher. Horror villain. Yeah. There really hasn't. I mean, Freddy, yeah. Jason, Leatherface, like all these Angel, other characters. They go for it in this by making her both kill Freddy and Jason. Yeah. And uh, make a mockery of Leatherface. Like, I, they're really going for it. If they had just had a little bit better acting and if they could... I don't know if they put more into the budget. They could have gotten some of those deaths through because seriously, it's about money. You watch an independent film that gets an R and then watch a big budget film that gets a PG-13 and the PG-13 is yeah. probably going to be worse. Way more allowances are cut yeah. to that If stuff. they'd had a little bit more money, they if they got a little bit better actors, I think they went for name recognition with Pamela Springsteen and... Um, uh, Renee Estevez, yeah, because she's Emilio Estevez's and Charles Charlie Sheen's sister, right? I think they went for that, and then they got the guy from uh, a couple of uh, Bond movies to be the Uncle John. Uncle John, it's, yeah. it's like you could have he's barely in the movie. Why Doesn't would you matter, pay really. this guy to do it? Yeah, right. And he's like so mel like this. He's like a stage actor almost. Yeah, he's acting this. his dick off yeah. in this. He really, really is. Like, yeah, if they'd spent a little bit more money on the, the two leads, who were Pamela Springsteen and uh, uh, Renee Savitz in this, this could have been a better movie by far. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't like her as the new Angela. I really, really don't. Like, yeah, well, I, I found her, I, like, I think it's the way annoying. the character's written, too, because it's not like the Angela we know. There's nothing yeah. about her that is similar to Angela. And, and before I start talking about this, oh, good. I got to wet my whistle. I'm feeling that. I'm Dry feeling whistle. that cough Hold and that here. congestion coming back on me here right now. That thing yeah. is parched. Parched, man. That thing ain't whistling a tune at all. <laughs> How about we have ourselves a pontoon brewing Goats on Boats? Yeah. This was sent to us by Ryan Garns. And he said that, he said that it, it is awesome. awesome. Yeah. I'm so, so excited. I'm excited for this one. It is a sour uh -huh. milkshake. IPA, that's a lot of buzzwords yeah. right there, <laughs> with soursop, I don't know what that is, nope. mango, vanilla, and lactose. Okay. This should be extremely so interesting. sour, creamy, and hoppy, I guess, or funky? Hoppy? I don't know. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to digging into this. Whenever yeah, you sent us our, our little beer care package about a month ago, this is one of the ones that I opened it up and I was like, oh my God, yeah. I can't wait to have this. Because I've never imagined what a, a sour IPA... Yeah, must be like and, and like sour plus milkshake makes me think of like spoiled milk, which doesn't get good to me. <laughs> it doesn't exactly get my. You don't want a buttermilk milkshake? No, 
No, I don't. Not a fan of that. Old people drink buttermilk on purpose. Yeah. Why would they do that? Um, dementia. Oh, your okay. brains yeah. are rotting. Got it. Turned, yeah. Turned to jelly. Yeah. This thing is extremely not mm. see-through. What's the word I'm looking for? Well, it smells Steve? sweet and sour simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of that is cloudy. I would cloudy. Say. That's the word I was going for right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's more cloudy than a glass of OJ. I would yeah. say. Not a extremely frothy head on there. Just some light bubbles and stuff. The more I smell it. Smell the more I good. get that sour, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. It smells good. Let me taste you, this one. Why don't you nip them whiskers inside of there and let me know what you think about that. Hmm. That is strange. That is odd. That is really strange. I think that it's one of those things where I'm like, I didn't know what I was expecting. Yeah, I yeah, I didn't know what to expect out of this. So I'm just kind of processing it. I feel like I need to take a few more sips and then get back with you about it. Yeah, because it, immediately it's like, sour. And immediately and nothing my, else. my brain goes, did this go bad? Mm. And then I'm like, maybe it's this way on purpose. No, so yeah, now I'm looking after a at couple it of drinks, it, you do taste a bit more. Yeah? What do you think more about creamy, that? The sour kind of tastes more citrusy after a couple of drinks I was instead of say, just pure sour. Yeah, it's like it's easy to forget that a lot of these citrus fruits are inherently sour, quite yeah. sour. Yeah, yeah so like, it, it, it does come across more like a with the citrus and the sour like lime or a little bit or like a, a tangerine maybe i think i'm on board with this yeah yeah because it does it has more of a lemony or limey acidic yeah kind of citrus to it like a lot of the real citrusy ipas that we enjoy have that like almost like cream sickly yeah kind of thing going on where it's like yeah it's citrusy but it's also got this creamy thing going but this along tastes with like it actual citrus yeah this tastes like yes. actual fruit yeah <laughs> yeah yeah like a lot of the ones that we enjoy are kind of far removed that's from awesome actually biting into an orange tastes like or whatever we go pontoon brewing has been coming strong man yes they really haven't made anything yeah. that i have not liked man Way all go, the guys. stuff that ryan has sent us from them yeah. has been amazing they have got it going on I think I'm really enjoying yeah, this. Yeah, I think so too. It's like uh, that first drink it was just pure sour and shock I couldn't and taste all. anything. And then, yeah, after you get over the shock of it, you're like, yeah. oh, it tastes like citrus. Yeah, it's actually really fucking good. I'm very on board with this. Wait, Thanks so much, Ryan, man. We've we've had just some good old beers sent to us by good old fans here. Yeah. Just a good old boy. Just some good old fans. Okay, so Angela in this movie. Let's talk right. about her. Because I don't think that she makes any goddamn sense yeah, at all. She's, well, she's on a descent into madness at best, I would say. Because like, she she doesn't maintain a consistency, which you could say is bad writing, or the writing was intentional, where she starts out with a kill because, you know, she's with boys late at night. And then, yeah. like, each kill is like, oh, it's supposed to be that sort of moralistic thing. But then it's like, you talk too much. And... You're going to tell on me. <laughs> yeah. Like, those things aren't moralistic at right. all. So yeah. she's just sort of descending into madness. But then in the next movie, it, it's like she is again looking for justifications. But again, she's insane. It's just not fun, I would say, is the way to look at it. Like, no. You want to be... Because especially on this, where they're showing her so much... And you're seeing the kills, not from a POV shot, but just watching it like she's doing it to somebody instead of being the one doing it. Yeah. It it should be more entertaining and more consistent uh, instead of all over the place and a lot of times just not entertaining at all. That's a, you know, that's a really good point that I hadn't necessarily thought about until you mentioned it, but 
the first movie is this almost giallo murder mystery right. thing where it's like, like who's who doing it? these kills like all the all the kills are pov yeah and the victims are like oh it's you right and we're like who who am i yeah exactly <gasps> but all these kills are happening and stuff and you find out that uh, of course spoilers i wouldn't imagine you're listening to this unless you've seen the first movie right um turns out that angela has been doing the kills all along and the angela's a boy yeah named peter and it's to get revenge on these people who have been picking on her and bullying her and stuff like that. Right. In this movie, they just kind of decided, well, what if she was, like, super moral and Bible-thumpy? Yeah. Which makes no sense to me. And also, let's, uh, like, going from Angela being transgender to yeah. transsexual, right? like, really took all the power out of it because... Uh, transgender this thing was forced on Angela mm-hmm. as a child and she's become this in reaction to it yeah being forced to be something that she is inherently yeah. not and then this they're just being like isn't it gross that some people get sex changes that's kind of the impression that I got yeah. out of it like there's there's it's definitely some, weird some how problematic they, stuff in here yeah it seems very like transphobic yeah like, she had a sex change Isn't that yeah. disgusting yeah she was crazy because she was raised as the wrong gender right and you end up fucked up when that happens <laughs> like whereas the first one i thought was this very is nuanced very progressive yeah it was very ahead of its time thing. much more understanding of the psychology of somebody who's been forced to be the other um gender yeah by a crazy person right which like we talked about in the episode it's like it also opens up a window into what it must be like to be you know born one one gender and the whole life be like i do not feel this way right and what what a hell that must be yeah exactly the first is very nuanced first it's or this one it's just like gross yeah that's kind of the impression chicks with dicks yuck which at the same time it's like it really might be interesting, especially if the original writer-director of, of Sleepaway Camp is doing this new one, uh-huh. to see what he might have to say... Oh, now? Now. Yeah. Yeah, in a climate where everybody is talking about transgender issues right. and uh, gender issues and stuff like that. It might be really interesting and yeah. uh, and very cool to see what he might have to say now. Right. Because the stuff that I feel like he was saying in 1983 was 20 years ahead of the curve. Yeah, and this is 40 years later. Yeah. So if he's 20 years ahead of the curve again, right? insane. Yeah. That'd be great, though. Like, at the time, it didn't hit people the way it hits people now when you watch the first one and yeah. you understand all those issues. At the time, people were just like, gross, at the end. Yeah. But now, like, looking back on it, you can be like, oh, it said a lot. This one says nothing. No. <laughs> so if he says nothing, it has no philosophy to it no. it's just not diving into it it's just trying to be uh an- another fun slasher that you can come watch kills and see boot now the thing to me is is there was potential in this movie to have something that was a lot more interesting than just i don't know whatever angela's out of prison even though she killed like a million people oh yeah she had a sex change somehow she ended up being a camp counselor at some place with uh-huh. no background checks or whatever and going by the name angela and going by yeah her actual fucking right. name like that would happen the kid who recounts the story was like i don't remember what her name was but her real name was peter like how right. does he remember that part yeah <laughs> yeah and it, like she's the angel of death angela come on baker or whatever yeah pretty dumb but like there was potential in this for for other cool things to happen. Like my idea that I was thinking of is even if there was some way to get 
you know, Angela out of prison or whatever and have her be a camp counselor. Have her escape and pretend yeah. to be somebody else. That's way better. Yes. And yes. also don't do the sex change thing. Right. Yeah. No yeah. reason to do that. Mm-hmm. But my thing is like, rather than having her suddenly be this like, uh, you know, moral compass that's punishing people for showing their boobs. Right. Or uh, flirting with boys or having foul mouths Which or was never her thing in the first one. She never. only killed people who hurt her. Yes, yeah. exactly. And, and also, too, like, you know, the, the ultra mega crazy aunt in the first one, there was yeah. never anything of her being... That's a shame you know, to not bring back... I mean, I mean, absolutely so. She yes. says that her aunt was moral in this. She says, like, my... My, my aunt was always saying, do yeah, right. And but that wasn't from the original. No. They should have stuck with the spirit of the original, and they really should have got that lady back. Absolutely. <laughs> she, she was, was like, crazy. the scariest part of the original. Yeah. Amazing. But, you know, it's like, it would have made sense if, again, if she would have escaped from prison or something like this as a boy or a girl or yeah, wh- whatever... whatever. And she would have been murdering campers that were bullying other, other kids campers, at the camp. Right. Yeah, because she's like, "This turned me into a monster. I'm gonna uh-huh. kill you for it." And you could have you could have, have still fine. shown her the same way. You could have shown us that the whole time. And you kind of could have been rooting for her as the right. fan doing that, being like, exactly. "Yeah." Like and they then when she's saying this. funny stuff, you're like with her because it's like, "Yeah, okay." But then when she's saying funny stuff in this, it's like, "Well." You didn't have like you're just being a jerk. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly, and getting all like Bible thumpy. It's yeah. like it's very like okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really like that, man. No, me either. Or I even think it would have been a cool idea for the sequel if they would have involved Richard. Right. If Richard could have been the main yes. character in this, like maybe even Richard's whole story is that you know growing up with his sister slash brother. Right. And then uh, Angela going nuts at camp and killing all these people and shit like this. And he was obviously very hyper aware of the people that were like bullying Angela. Right. He He got fully aggro. Right. That whole movie, everybody's just fucking aggro the whole time. Fuck. But you know, it's like if he would have come back as a cap counselor under like a secret name. Yeah, that would have been interesting. And would have been killing bullies or whatever. Cool. I'm down with that too. He had done it and they did another whodunit. And Angela was in the woods or something, and yeah. we still are like suspicious of him, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they could have done a ton of other things with it, but that's, they just weren't interested in uh, consistency no. or building a franchise. They wanted, they wanted video rentals. Yeah. And they well, got them. And the thing is, like, Angela in the original is so, and she mentions it in this, quiet and shy and right. all this stuff. And, and in, in this, this one, she's just outgoing and like. Yeah. What boisterous and always has something to say to everyone. Yeah, I just don't get it. Like I don't it's think such that a that huge change is a extension of the original Angela character yeah. whatsoever. It's like when they what they did uh, Deadpool and X Men Origins Wolverine and made him the exact oh opposite of what Deadpool is. Yeah, like, yeah, like it the, is kind of like that. Where it's like, yeah. did you even read anything about the original character? That was at an executive all? decision. I read up on that recently because really? David, David Benioff wrote the David Benioff of Game of Thrones. He wrote the script for it. No shit. But wait, wait, he wait. didn't have any power. He like, wrote the script with the the terrible Deadpool. Yeah, he didn't write that. He, he didn't write it. The executive said nobody wants the villain to talk. Oh my god! What? Yeah, yeah. And also Hugh Jackman uh, helped with some writing too, and didn't add much. Basically, David Penioff got his name put on something that a bunch of cooks worked on. (laughs) 
Ooh. <laughs> um, but yeah. So yeah, it's like just so different than the character and not not what you would want. Like this could have been something completely different. They could have just made an, a different type of camp movie, but they wanted the Sleepaway Camp title to get the rentals. Right. But if they had just made this a different type of summer camp movie and took out the transsexual stuff, I mean, it wouldn't be any better because of it, but it would definitely make it easier to say that it's not it's not disappointing. Mm-hmm. If, if you're following up with Sleepaway Camp with this, it's disappointing. If you're just making this as a its Stand own camp slasher, movie, yeah. it's like, well, it's not great, but fine yeah. whatever yeah like honestly this movie would have worked better if it was you know bible camp nightmare oh that would have been great that would have yeah. been fine like yes. i would have been like this is awesome it's about yes. a bible camp and there's this counselor mm-hmm. that is so like fundamental yeah that she kills the kids because they're like great. disobeying the 10 commandments totally you wouldn't have to modify this movie that much to make that happen right and it would have been way better yep than just saying yeah this is angela from sleepaway camp and it's like no, no it's really it's not, not. <laughs> it's really not at all that would have been a cool reveal if at the end we found out that the real angela died and this is just some lady she met in the um insane Psycho asylum whatever, and, yeah, yeah. and she sort of took over her personality yeah there's just been so many there's so many better possibilities considering yeah. the characters that you have in the first i mean like i said the character of of Angela, the character of, of Richard, her yeah. fully aggro brother. Yeah, everybody's... The aunt that's just lunatic insane. Yeah, it's, it's She's like, dying for a movie, her. She's amazing. Even though the like acting of Sleepaway Camp, the original, isn't amazing, the characters are fully realized. They're real. Yeah. Like, you get that they're different people. Yeah. In this, like... I don't even remember anyone's name, really. That's what I was going to say. Is like Allie's really, the girl that shows her boobs all the time. Allie is boobs girl. Molly is the good one. Renee Estevez, I guess. Yeah. And yes. she's kind of supposed to be the heroine, but it's like, I'm never yeah. rooting for her. I can't ever tell you anything about her personality. It's that kind of thing where it's like, just try to describe these characters without mentioning their hair color. You really can't. I don't know any of the guys' names except yeah. for the uh-uh. guy counselor with that amazing mullet. Yeah, TC. TC, yeah. TC, the Dave that, Coulier looking guy. That guy, he's like a legit, he's been in a bunch of stuff, like especially oh, in the 80s, he's in a ton of shows, and he was the punter for the Yale football team in the late 70s. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Well, good for him. Yeah, but... Hell of a mullet, too. Hell of a mullet. Of I a wouldn't mullet. say he's great in this, but I don't know if he had anything to work with. I'll say that old Boobs <laughs> McGee Alley is actually pretty good She's probably the best actress in this, And yes. I don't think she ever really did anything after this. I don't think she ever really yeah, did any Yeah, I looked movies. her up. Yeah, she wasn't in much yeah, beyond she, this. She could have been something. Not a, not a lot of people were in much beyond this. Like, no, Pamela uh, Springsteen... Didn't do anything, I don't Didn't think. really do anything, except she did a movie called... Um, Gosh, what was it called? Fast Food. It was okay. also directed by Michael A. Simpson, who directed Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3. Okay. And it had uh, Jim Varney in a non-earnest role. Impossible. And basically, it's like the stuff, but a comedy, kind of. They, they create this condiment that people go insane for. What? Yeah, but that was like her last thing that she did. And speaking but of... But I get... I mean, she does have an extremely rich brother... Yeah. Who, uh, I mean, yeah, I know if you have a rich brother, you still want to do your own thing or whatever, but that guy's got so much money. It probably helps. I'm sure nobody in his immediate family is hurting for money at any point. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. And speaking of Allie, how about those sex scenes in this movie? 
Yeah, that's what sex looks They're like. They're real floppy. You know, uh, when, I floppy. Like, when I perform cunnilingus on my wife, I just head butter in the stomach. Yeah, that's what that means, right? Uh, 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 Up against an uncomfortable toilet wall. Oh my god, dude! And she, I do like though that she's like pushing his head down. Yeah, like, like no, get further, down, further, lower, down. lower. <laughs> But again, that's more of her great acting in comparison to everybody else. Yeah, the sex scenes in this are just floppy. Very yeah, floppy. a lot of flop. And then later on, like, she's banging that dude out in the woods, and he seems to be in just agonizing pain. Yeah, I don't know if he know. Like, maybe he had never had sex before, and he was like, this is what you do, I guess? I think he's on lewds or something. Oh, uh, okay. It was the 80s. Wait, did she, did she pull a Cosby on him? I think she pulled a Cardi B on him. Oh, she Cardi B'd him. Yeah. She's okay. going to steal his wallet afterwards. <laughs> and she's like, that was fun. You don't have AIDS, do you? Yeah, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't. That's not the time to ask that. You do that before. I probably. Before the probably, unprotected sex. Probably should, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I think they were just trying to gritty. be, you know, uh, topical for the times. Yeah. That Oh, for sure. Because AIDS was like, AIDS was so big in the 80s. Pretty big deal. People loved it. They're like, damn AIDS, deal. AIDS, AIDS, It was AIDS. everywhere. Yeah. It really was, though. It really was. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. And Ronald Reagan didn't fuck Ronald give a Reagan. fuck. By the way, this this movie might be making two comments on Ronald Reagan mm. because she was released. Ronald Reagan was the one who defunded all the asylums. Oh, yeah, you're right. So maybe they're letting everybody know. Fuck oh. Reagan. Maybe that's the deep meaning of this movie. Maybe it is. Fuck Reagan. I'm gonna ponder on that a little bit more. You might not be wrong (laughs) about that. And you know, on the subject of of problematic stuff Mm -hmm. presented in this movie, we've got ourselves some some peeping toms Yep. Taking naked pictures of the ladies. That's true. Without their permission. I don't think that's very appreciated. No. No, people don't tend to like uh, for you to take pictures of them naked without their knowledge or for you to find pictures of them naked and share them with everyone else. Especially when it's blonde twin twin boys or brothers that I think one of which is probably on lewds or had a lobotomy. That kid has some issue. Like, every time he says in line, it sounds like this. Uh, no, no. I think he was lobotomized. Or maybe a mumblecore rapper. He also sounded like he was from Maryland or uh, Pennsylvania. Oh, there yeah? are a couple people in here who have a Maryland, Pennsylvania sort of accent. Where Can you give me a demonstration of what that might sound like? I'm unsure. Gosh. I can't like really conjure up what that might sound like. <laughs> I got the Philly thing in mind where it's like water. Kind of like that. Do you want to go to the Pocanese this weekend? Ooh. Yeah. That's a strange accent. Pocanese. Pocanese. I think the alley girl kind of had it and one of those kids kind of had it. Hmm. But they did all their casting in Georgia, so I, I don't know. P.S. How did those boys die? Um, I'm she, not sure. I, I think she's stabbed one in the eye it looked kind of like maybe because the thing is is like it looked like they were being held against the cabin looking into a window by like a rope yeah and then the one that fell back looked like he had mascara around his eye yeah i really could not tell what happened to him again i guess they're trying to say like he got beat up or his eye got ripped out or something yeah i don't know how they died um not sure they were looking for him party hats though (laughs) <laughs> what is party hats? I get, I get what he meant by it, but I literally have never heard anyone call erect nipples party hats. It's not a word picture. No, that, that really paints a uh, no. an image for you. I don't no. really think someone so. Someone says party hat, you don't go. 
Oh, he means erect nipples, right? There's a uh, there's a wet t-shirt in this. There's a wet t-shirt. It's Allie again, hanging out by the pool, and she's like, "I guess I should take my bathing suit top off." I get it. I mean, she's she's pulling the full on. uh, What's her name? That's in Return of the Living Dead. Oh yeah, Linnea Quigley. She's like, I look great. Might as well show it off. Might as well show it off, man. Get thrown in the pool. Little wet t-shirt action. Are wet t-shirt contests still a thing? Does this happen? I imagine bikers still exist. Why would ah, I do yeah. point, yeah. There's so much nudity mm-hmm. in it, and it's like and it's so like point like pointed at the camera, like center no of the camera, reason. no reason. Like, oh, you mean like these lifts mm-hmm. up shirt? Like, yeah, just no. Like the, the one girl says, like, if you take all her bras and panties, you better get used to seeing these. Yeah. And it's like cool. Like, all right. what a threat. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of the ultimate in 80s horror in a lot of ways where it's like, it yeah. is a camp slasher that mm-hmm. is nudity and kills and also has references to Freddy and Jason. Like, the first well, on-screen Freddy and Jason. Okay. Which, okay. How did they not get in trouble for copyright problems with this? Uh, is it because it was straight to video and they're like, yeah, nobody's going to watch if this. If you're making commentary on it, they're technically making some commentary on it. I'll get to what that commentary is in a second. But the this is a meta horror OG right okay. here. Drop it on me. Okay, so there were some meta horror movies in the eighties. The thing is though that they weren't the type of meta horror we exactly think about. It's okay. more like the Fright Night meta horror where People they are aware watch of vampire horror, movies. They were aware stuff, of vampire yeah. movies. Um, the last same, same with Halloween. Film. Halloween they're watching, you know, uh, the thing and stuff on yeah. TV. Yeah. But that, that's just sort of real light meta horror. It's just an acknowledgement that horror exists. Right. Uh, the last horror film is a meta horror movie that's... Uh, I think I think this is the one that has Joe Spinell and... Ooh, yeah. And the uh, main uh, actress from Maniac in it. And oh, yeah, yeah. She, she is a horror actress, and they go to Cannes, and then there's like a murder spree at Cannes. Um, the Frightmare... It has a sort of similar uh, bunch of kids that are into horror or whatever. Okay. Return to Horror High is a a, a a faux sequel to a movie called Horror High. Okay. Or to a movie that was supposed to be based on true events. And Return to Horror High is a film crew comes to this high school to, you know, shoot this movie about the events. Yeah. But then another killer comes along. So okay, it's so pretty it's, cool. It, movie and a movie. Yeah, movie and a movie type of stuff. Waxwork. Also, they go through a, a museum that has like werewolves and stuff, and they all come to life. Right. Uh, but this movie specifically addresses other slasher movies, mm-hmm. like specifically by having one person dress up as Freddy, one person dress up as Jason. And then she comes along and cuts off Freddy's face and becomes Leatherface. Yeah. Like, these are just directly pulling those things in, which is something more akin to uh, Scary Movie than Scream. Like, it's so far into the meta that it's, like, past. Mega ultra name dropping. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, naming actual franchises that are existing. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah, so they can say it's satirical or a spoof or they're making commentary on it. So that's how they could get away with it for sure. But I think what they were trying to do is what I was saying earlier is they were trying to say, like, Angela's better than all three of these. Like, she's uh, she's the ultimate. Right. And also to remind kids of those other movies they like because kids' minds sometimes can be easily deceived with the simple reminder of something they like. It's almost like... 
spoonful super of sugar mario helps two. the medicine go down or super mario yeah. 2 yes it's like Actually, I mean, this is the super mario yeah. 2 of horror yes. sequels that is exactly well, it i guess halloween 3 is the super mario 2 of horror yeah. sequels what the hell <laughs> well i won't even say that because like there's no returning characters right, yeah, whatsoever true, yeah i'll say this is actually more like super mario 2 where it's yeah. just like okay so i'm pulling up turnips in egypt but yeah. i am toad I, yep I know him from the first. This is Mario. Okay. Uh-huh. Got it. I'm and of course, board. Princess can float. Duh. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> obviously so. Yeah, that's probably a pretty good way Pretty good way to look at it. Yeah. Now, one of the things about this movie that I couldn't help but notice is how it is clearly just trying its hardest to be a full feature-length movie. <laughs> it's it's really pushing that. It is stretching and stretching it, and stretching. Because it is an hour 20. Yes. The closing credits are real slow and the um dream sequence that happens near the end that recounts everything that happened in the movie slowly and it's just recycling the same shots like that we just that we saw it would be one thing if it was like pov you know what i mean four hour movie you might need a reminder near the end yeah you're an hour in and you're reminding us what happened yeah Okay. But it's like, at least give us a different camera angle of what happened. Like, right. Give me POV of Angela strangling that girl with a guitar or string or whatever. something in the yeah. flashbacks. Not just, here they are. Here's everything that happened, but with a blue filter. Yeah. Like, hey, remember what happened 20 to 30 minutes ago? Uh, yes. Cool, huh? Okay. Yes, anyway, moving on with the movie. That scene at the very end where she is chasing after Renee Estevez, and it's like, What's her name? Molly? I think Molly. Molly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Molly's running. Then Angela's running behind her. Uh-huh. And then Molly's running. And then Angela's running behind her. Like, there are six yeah. shots. Uh-huh. Back to back. They really stretch it at the end. And how about the ending? Oh, gosh. Angela meets up with that with that cowboy trucker lady. I'm just too dumb to drink and too fat to fuck. <laughs> I mean, that is... That I mean, is a hell of a quote right there. And it made no sense because, first off... You Ain't no skin off my tits. That's also what she said. Uh, but too dumb to drink is not a thing, right? I don't think there's any limit yeah. on how dumb you can be to drink. And that lady there's wasn't no anywhere close to fat. No, no. <laughs> like, I just what? don't understand where <laughs> that fucking came from. Was that just something they heard someone say and they were like, oh, that's great, we got to use it in the movie. Was she like... Okay, the same way this this referenced Freddy and Jason and Leatherface was that large Marge. Oh shit! I don't know. Maybe it was. Did that movie? Did Pee Wee come out before after? I think this? it came out in '87. Yeah, but that was the year this was filmed, so probably not. I'll say it could have been. It could have been. I'm gonna hold out hope. <laughs> That's how it could have been. It, I mean, I would have been fine if it was 45 minutes. Yeah. Like they could have cut this down to 45 minutes, and it would have been like, yeah. Because there's really just no story. I mean, really, there is no there's story. There's not. Yeah. Like, we don't get to see any kind of cool thing about how Angela escaped from prison, how she faked her identity and ended up being a counselor at this camp. I don't even know why she would go back to the camp. She clearly didn't enjoy it. Yeah. At all. She got picked on incessantly and had a bad time there. Yeah. And it's obviously not even the same camp. Yeah, no, it's not like, Camp Arawak. Yeah. No. It's camp... I can't remember what it's called. It's a... It's a well, yeah, but like... Uh, it's it's a camp in Georgia. Like yeah. just the look of it is like depressing. Yeah. Whereas the the camp in in Sleepaway Camp One felt like they a were real. actually shooting a movie at a real summer camp. This felt like they had a few kids on set each day. <laughs> it's just like so sparse in the background most of the time. 
But, you know, I guess to kind of wrap up my thoughts about that, that ending, it's like, it's so lame when you came from Sleepaway Camp 1, which has one of the most epic, iconic, traumatic endings of any movie ever. Yeah. I'm not even going to say any horror movie. Like, No, it's up there with all the other movies, yeah. Oh, my dear God. The ending of the first Sleepaway Camp is legendary. I mean, mm-hmm. actually legendary. Yep. And this ends with Angela killing some cowboy trucker lady, taking her truck, mm-hmm. and then it, it's almost kind of... Uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. House of a Thousand corpses yeah. yeah. Or vaguely Texas Chainsaw, where it's like yeah. Molly gets picked up by, you know, somebody who she thinks she's going to hitch a ride home with or whatever. Right, but it turns out to be the killer. And she's like, howdy, partner. Uh-huh. And that's the end. Also, horrible. I, I caught that at the end, and I was like, what? it would have been real cool then with saying howdy, partner, if in the next movie she was a reluctant partner of Angela. Like, Angela threatened to kill her if she didn't help with this okay. or that. Yeah. That could have... But it was... No, it was just supposed to be funny. I guess. But it wasn't. No. <laughs> it's just... Whatever. Okay. I don't love this movie, honestly. I don't either. I like, get it. Honestly, if if this was not the sequel to one of my favorite horror movies of all time... You might like it a little bit more. I, I might give it a lot more credit. Yeah. Where it's just like, cool, it, it is 80s as fuck. Mm-hmm. There's mullets, boobs, uh-huh. murder... Short shorts. Short shorts, a High socks. Yes. Oh my <laughs> god, dude. Like, I would probably cut it a lot more slack. But it's just like, knowing how intellectual and interesting and thought-provoking the first and subversive... The original yeah. was. I know a lot of people write off that original as just being like this dumb camp slasher and stuff. I think mostly people in today when they reassess it say that it's great. But I hope so. Yeah, I think a lot of people who saw it in the eighties and haven't seen it since are like, Well, whatever. Yeah, it was just crap. at the end, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's a lot more going on with the original than yeah. people give it credit for. And I mean the the director and stuff has even said like everything in the movie is highly intentional yes i think it's a very smart subversive movie Mm -hmm. and then just to go from that to being like uh i don't know i guess she's back and she kills kids Mm -hmm. because they're fornicating in the woods like they even use the term fornicating that is true like a million times it goes full biblical (laughs) like that's the thing about this this goes full biblical morality and that's just boring and that's built on nothing in the first movie nope like there is nothing in the first movie that is based around if you're gonna go for it just like you said go all out make it bible camp Camp. make per make it like a a very like biblical yeah maybe dictatorial sort of camp counselor i'm on board yeah i like this movie better if it was like that i like this movie better if it took advantage of the great seeds of characters that we had of the aunt and yeah and richard from the first one I would like it better if it brought some of those characters back in because there is clearly more to say about them. And that weightlifting counselor. Yes. Who always wore the short shorts and the tight shirts. Dude, he was so jacked. He's such a nice guy. He is in one of the... In Return to Sleepaway Camp. Is he? Yes, I think. I need to watch part three. Like, I'm going to go and watch part three because, like you said, I think it's on Prime or something. Yeah, it's on Prime and it's only like an hour 20 itself. But it is more... Is more fun. It's it's not a better movie. Yeah. The story is the same thing, basically, but it's okay. a lot more fun. She's out of camp. She's killing people. Yeah, I think they got in a groove by the end of the second one and took a weekend off, and they were like, man, I got a lot of ideas for the third one, and they were able to execute some stuff that was much more interesting, but still not add anything to the story. One more thing I forgot to mention, too, is that the original has that 
that orchestral soundtrack that is oh right unsettling uh-huh. as fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I love the score of the original flick. It's so awesome. And this movie does have some awesome 80s metal soundtrack. It's right. got like Anvil on there. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. And there, the, the shit sisters have a poison. Uh, yeah. Look what the cat dragged look in. Look what the cat dragged in and a Dead Milkman uh, yep. album cover. Like, yep. There's, yeah, there's some obvious like note nods to and use of good music, but yeah, it's not enough. No, no. I mean, up. it just reminds you of like this is an '80s movie. Right. It's like okay, yeah, I could, I could tell. Not duh. I could tell. I wish they would have used that original score, but uh, I don't know. I say that, but at the same time, it's like with the content that's in this movie, you wouldn't it, want it eh, sullied. No, no. <laughs> it, well, it just wouldn't have made sense. This yeah. movie is just so silly. Like it never yes, even it tries to be scary or mysterious. Yeah. She's basically Bugs Bunny in a lot of ways. Like, Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. It's it's honestly kind of like if you would have gone from Nightmare on Elm Street to Freddy's Dead. Yes. It's kind of like that quick yep. of a change where it's like, oh, where did this come from? Which is basically, I mean, that's what they were emulating by this point. Like, it's easy to forget that, yeah, by the time the 88 rolled around, I think we were already on Friday the 13th Part 5. Yeah, and that's a bad one. And I think stuff had already started getting like silly. Yeah, four it already was already silly with the let's suck face and like the the cockroach death and oh, the, and the invisible yeah. karate fight. Like right, yeah, yeah, things were already starting to get that way. So it's easy to forget that in that current uh, at the time horror landscape, it was like, oh, okay, make the killer kind of comedic and cartoonish and yeah. stuff. Maybe they're just trying to jump right on top of that without giving the character any time to kind of slowly simmer hmm. up to that point. I don't know. It it just really doesn't work for me personally. What yeah. are your What are your like closing thoughts about the flick and how you felt closing about thoughts, it? Closing um, thoughts. There's a nostalgia factor for me because I remember watching it as a teen and yeah, you know, for the boob reasons. Yeah. Um, but now as an adult, it's like, man, those are really gratuitous. I hope those actresses were all for it. <laughs> like I don't, I don't look at it the same as I did then, but I do feel like it does. It does come across that the actresses were doing something they wanted to do and and that that's good but the movie yeah it just sort of is disappointing now as an adult to watch Mm -hmm. it and remember that it's a sequel to sleepaway camp which is this great movie but i still have fun with it i think pamela springsteen is cute i know you're not a big fan no not a fan not a fan man she she looks like bruce springsteen She does. I think she comes across as really like likable and and uh, cute and charming, but that is actually a detriment too because the character isn't. Ansel don't act like that. Yeah, I don't hate watching this movie. I've watched it a ton. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. one of those ones. Uh, like I've said about several other flicks, like if you're having a Halloween party, yeah, and you're playing on. a bunch it's of fun. flicks. Yeah, it's like because the story does not matter. Yeah, like you just stand around and everybody looks at the screen and there's a kill going on. And goes oh, and then goes back to talking. This would it's be perfect for that kind of thing. A good one for like a horror movie picnic, but it's just not. There's not much value to it. No depth. <laughs> so for me, this is probably about. I would say a four. Four. About yeah. a four. Yeah. I think that that sounds about right, yeah. honestly. Like, I'm such a sucker for, for camp slashers. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's why it gets a four. Because it's like, yeah. it's everything you want in a camp slasher, but it's just not great. Yeah, it's like, I kind of feel like just by being an 80s camp slasher, it gets an automatic, like, three points on the board. Yeah. But really, there's just, there's just no depth to it. No. Whatsoever. 
You know, I don't feel like there's any cool subtext here. There's a ways to finding good ways to continue using some of those characters in the first one. And, and as I've said several times, the first is one of my fucking favorites. Yeah, it's just so uh, perfect. Yeah. Like it really, the twist comes out of nowhere, but even before you come to the twist, it's like a fun camp slasher yeah. up to that point. And then the twist comes in and then all that other intermittent stuff with the dad and his lover yeah. and all that starts to make more sense. It becomes way more interesting, yeah. man. Yeah, and it's got a lot of like rewatch value and stuff. Yes. Which to me this has like little to no rewatch yeah. value. Yeah. No, you're not gonna get anything new out of it yeah. ever. Because like I said, even the kills aren't really that good, especially compared to, yeah. to part one. Dude, like the the, the the pedophile cook guy that gets the right, blood. That one was awesome. On, the, and it's like his face is like pulsing with those blisters and stuff. The kid with the snake coming out of the yeah, mouth. Yeah. And, it's like it looks like they had about fifteen dollars to spend on the budget for the kills on this. <laughs> and they spent it on corn syrup, red food coloring. Yeah. And I guess some fake leeches and mascara. <laughs> you know? It just Boom, looks ready to go. Really, really, really cheap to me. So yeah. Yeah, I don't love it. Like I said, I'm going to give it an automatic like three points on the board because it's an 80s camp slasher. Mm-hmm. I I think actually I'm probably going to toss this like a three and a half. That's fair. I would still say if you haven't seen it, watch it. Yeah, like, I mean, it's, 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 it it's not going to take up your whole day. Oh, no, it's that. an hour 20 right on the dot and like eight minutes of that is credits. So. Yeah. And it's definitely worth it to go through this one to just see the kills in part three. I just think they're so creative. I think they did such a great job. Not forward to watching it. Yeah, but they that movie is not good. Okay. I am not claiming for the record. You're not gonna have a great time with the characters, but then when they die, you're gonna be like, Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well I'll be sure to check that out and see if it makes it like this movie a little bit more. I know a lot of people really love this and so you guys be sure to let us know what you think about it over on the Facebook page yeah, yeah. or the Discord page or, or Instagram wherever. or wherever you guys can find us. We're all Dead Lovely Pod on some things. Yeah. Dead and Lovely Pod at gmail.com blah blah blah. Put in a little bit of effort. You're gonna Oh, find but us. we also do have a Patreon. Ooh, Patreon.com yes forward slash dead and lovely. We're already almost at our first goal. Woo! Um, and so we're we're preparing to make some merch. We're going to do a small run of teas, yeah. um, and then probably do some smaller stuff after that. Some stickers, beer koozies, stickers, stuff. stuff like yeah. that. Now, be sure to stay tuned next week for week two of Camp Dad and Lovely, where we're going to be talking about Friday the Thirteenth Part mm-hmm. Four, one of my favorites ever. Oh my god, I love this movie. So yeah, much. It's I amazing. cannot wait to talk about it. probably the pinnacle of the Friday. Yeah, it's like the franchise. height. Yes. It, it really it really, it really might be about the best camp slasher ever made. Yeah. But it really it's, might. It's, I mean, it's, it's even hard to call it a camp, camp slasher at this point. Sleepaway camp is better. Yeah. There are some people camping ish in a, a cabin, but they're not at a they're camp. Really, yeah, but they are at a camp, technically. Right. <laughs> because they're like right down the lake from one. I'm going to anyway, say it counts. It counts. I'm going to say it counts. I yeah. love this movie. I'm it's really great. excited to talk about it. So you guys be sure to tune in. Next week, we'll be giving you guys a big old deep dive and on that thing. Everybody be sure to get your swimming certifications if you want to go on the canoeing trip for next week of Camp Ben Lovely. Right. Yeah. Exactly. We've got to have those consent forms from your right. parents or else you absolutely cannot go under any circumstance. Don't be asking a counselor to sign your permission slip. 
We're not going to do it. And Roger, stay out of the girl's bunk, all right? Hey, 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 hey pal. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the meantime, we have just been having a lot of fun and drinking beers, and you guys have been dead and lovely. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next time, where hopefully I will have less coughing and uh, <laughs> phlegm fits. Hopefully that, you will heal. That was spelled P-H-I-T-S. Fits. Oh, yeah, okay. Phlegm fits. Phlegm fits. Yeah, we'll find out about it. So you guys stay tuned next time. Say goodnight, Steve. Goodnight, Steve. Woo! Bye! So when is the last time that you threw up, anyway? It was probably three nights ago. No way. Seriously? Mm-hmm. That recent? Yeah. Why? I, I think it was a combo of taking too big of a hit yeah. out of my pipe okay. and my pipe needing to be cleaned. Ooh. So I cleaned it right after that because I don't know what it was. It was just my body went. As soon as I took the hit, it was like. <laughs> Got the old icky hit, huh? Yep. I can't imagine that was great. No, it wasn't fun. It tasted really bad. And I like I hated to imagine it. that you, you took the hit down. And then before you even exhaled, you started vomiting. So you were like vomiting and like smoke was coming out at the same time. Like it some may kind have been. My eyes dragon. were closed. Yeah. Puking dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Ancient Chinese secret. I wonder if there were puke dragons. And that's. Ooh. Oh, that's maybe a, there were. That's probably a strange subgenre of porn that you can find puke really dragon. easily. Yeah. Ugh. That's probably what it's called too. Puke dragon.